Hello, my name is Thomas and welcome to this episode of British Culture, Albion Never Dies. Today I'm looking at Wales. Just a bit of a, a shallow dive, a few fun facts and a few few updates for what's coming up next. If you follow me on Instagram or saw my YouTube short, uh, you'll see that I was busy on the weekend going up to the mountains in California enjoying the snow, throwing a few snowballs, <laughs> just having fun. And then rush down uh, to San Diego, rush to a beach where it was a little bit bracing, um, but I had good fun paddling around in the sea. Um, so I say that video is on my Instagram, Fleming Never Dies, and on my on my YouTube, which is you know youtube.com forward slash British Culture. And I've been busying away on a few few little projects. There's a, there's a special interview coming up with a well-known blogger and podcaster, hopefully coming up next week. And a little change to the usual schedule. Normally I do the the alphabet of Britishness every other week, but this was a this seems to be a special thing. I say I'm setting it up. Hopefully, hopefully I can get that out and put it out soon. I mentioned on the previous episode there is a deep dive into probably British bare knuckle boxing <laughs> with Gain. I like how that flows. A deep dive into British bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, a bit of alliteration going. I like it. Uh, Kane is a, a very, very, very good expert on this. He's been a brilliant expert on menswear and been a brilliant expert on a whole range of things. But this is a real passion one that, uh, yeah, one that he's a deep has deep knowledge on already. Um, and there's a new exciting project, because after all, the next letter in the alphabet of Britishness is R. Only nine more episodes to go. And uh, and something's going to replace it. I have been busy working away on the replacement. It's coming very, very soon. You'll see it um, on my podcast, where I tend to do kind of deep dives and lots of, lots of fun facts, lots of research goes into the podcast. But then I'll be uh, focusing on the YouTube as well for a bit. YouTube is where I tend to have my more personal takes, my, my, my personal stories and journeys. Um, so, as I say, that youtube.com forward slash British Culture. There's going to have a lot more content, content coming up. It's a bit irregular, the podcast, regular. But the YouTube, I don't know, I, I like throwing up something from time to time, throwing something on there and, uh, yeah. I hope you're going to enjoy it. As I say, lots of projects coming up. Um, this this uh, episode is just a quick little episode. There's no such thing as a filler episode, of course, for British culture. Albion never dies. Uh, some people might say it's a filler episode, but as I say, I thought I'd just have a quick look at Wales. Um, I find that you know I spent six years in China and seven years in Turkey, and I speak Turkish and oh, a bit of Chinese. Um, of course, worked in the the Arab world very briefly. Um, what I generally find is that people have a very clear idea about, say, England might just be synonymous with London. Scotland has a very strong cultural identity around the world. Ireland as well, to a point. But Wales, aside from kind of being a place that people are prince or princess of, it does seem to be a little bit lost in the shuffle. And of course, in our own language, it's all very complex. We have the British Isles, Great Britain, the United Kingdom, Ireland, Isle of Man, and all that. Um, so where... What, what is all this stuff, basically? Well, obviously, the British Isles are all different islands, the Shetlands, the Republic of Ireland, Northern Ireland, England. They're all British Isles. Very simple. Great Britain, well, that's, that's the biggest of the British Isles. So, Scotland, England, and Wales. The United Kingdom, of course, are the, the four kingdoms. You know, Scotland, England, Wales, and Northern Ireland. We do say the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. Um, and then, of course, Ireland is the island of Ireland, <laughs> which includes the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland. 
can get tricky there. <laughs> but there we go. We have lots of terms for ourselves, which makes sense. And of course, in Turkish, people just say England, or just sometimes just London um, would be synonymous. So I say we're very specific in our own language. Other languages tend not to be specific about us. Um, so I, say, I thought I'd just have a little look at at Wales. It's not in England. Uh, that's something I often had to correct uh, Chinese friends about, that it is actually a different country. It does have its own language, Welsh, which is taught in school until the age of 16, and about 20% of Welsh people are bilingual. I found that really interesting because, of course, you know, there was a time when Wales, Welsh was slowly being lost, and it was a deliberate program to bring it back. Um, I'd say in the 90s, that's off the top of my head. I might just Google that later. Uh, but yeah, I think it's around the 90s that we start to really have a strong push. And including, you know, road signs will be Welcome to Wales and Cruso y Gumri. Um, and things like that. Uh, there's, of course, the classic story of, you know, it, it is, I believe by law you have to do this. There's a local council that just wanted a, a very simple sign, maybe no entry to heavy goods vehicles, residential site only. And they, they emailed um, they emailed a Welsh translator, got an email pinging back pretty quickly with the translation call, cool, they put it on the sign, and it turned out to be the guy's out-of-office reply. <laughs> That's a, a classic story. And, of course, Welsh language skills do vary around Wales. It's a small, mountainous country. And most of the people who speak Welsh are, are up in the mountains, especially in the in the north and the northwest of Wales. So yeah, all official signs and announcements are in English and Welsh, and it's not related. Uh, it is the oldest unchanged language in Europe. Uh, very interesting language and very hard to, I'd say, hard to learn, hard to hard to just pick up as you wander down the street. I'd say French and German uh, are close enough. Uh, for example, in English we say goodbye, which, which comes from God be with you. Or in Spanish, adios, so adios with God. Or in French and German, au revoir and auf Wiedersehen, on seeing you again. Welsh has a very different tradition. The Welsh word for goodbye is hwilfer. I'm not sure of my pronunciation, but, it, but I am sure of the translation. It means big fun. <laughs> Bending an egg. Brilliant. It just means big fun. I quite like that. Imagine saying to, to one of your friends, you know, I'll see you later. Big fun. <laughs> quite like it. National symbols, obviously the, the daffodil. Although I've been told, uh, a friend of mine told me fairly recently, this is a, a recent uh, recent thing that previously they just stuck to their vegetable, which was the leek. The leek is the traditional symbol of Wales. And of course, the Welsh dragon. A red dragon, and on their flag you have the red dragon on a green background and, and a white sky. You have some lovely, lovely Welsh food. Rabbit, which is uh, an advanced cheese on toast. <laughs> Cockles. So there's a great, great uh, kind of seafaring tradition from the Welsh. Ooh, bobby up and down the Irish Sea there. Welsh cakes, nice little, uh, I think Americans would view it as a cookie, as a very particular type of and lamb. Wales is mountainous, very, very green, very, very beautiful, and uh, perfect conditions for sheep, what with all that grass growing happily in the rain. So they are very, very good lamb dishes. So uh, I'll just head on to my trivia facts, i say. There's a, a shorter episode. I do quite like this fun fact that the UK's smallest house is in Wales. Uh, it's in Conway, uh, smallest house in Britain, measuring 10 feet deep, 6 feet wide, and 10 feet high. The, the key house allegedly once housed a six foot three fisherman and if you go to conway it is a tourist attraction you can pop inside 
if you fit. <laughs> and you can visit the gift shop. And because the house is so small, the gift shop is actually outside. It's kind of more like a, a street stall. Uh, but like I say, some, some countries pride themselves on having the biggest, the newest, the latest thing. Uh, Wales prides itself on having the smallest house. And, uh, and some quite small things. Oh, you want to see the smallest house? What about the smallest church? Yeah, on Ross-on-Sea, you get the smallest chapel in the UK, measuring just 11 feet by 8 feet. St. Trillo's can seat just six people. What a brilliant, brilliant uh, idea. Uh, a six-person church. Not much social distancing going on there, and imagine if you have to sit next to that one person you really can't stand. <laughs> Wales, of course, is not just home of small things, it's home of great things, like tennis. Of course, you may remember Boris Johnson's speech at the Beijing Olympic closing ceremony where he talked about how ping pong was invented on the tables of England, uh, where it was called Wiff back then. So he was saying, Wiff is coming home. <laughs> Very Boris Johnson speech. But if you want tennis, as in lawn tennis, well, the home of that is in Denbyshire at uh, Natclid House. So back in 1873, Major Walter Wingfield invented tennis. I don't know how accurate that is. I'm sure people have been batting balls around for a long time, but I'm going to guess that it's more like the, the modern codified rules of, of tennis. So we tend to think of tennis Wimbledon for the UK, but apparently we should be thinking Dengbyshire, and I believe you can visit uh, and include house and see the original tennis court. It's also... Uh there's also some fun things to go and see, like uh, Ponte Aqueduct, um, which is uh, the tallest aqueduct in the UK, built in 1805. I have been along there, and it's, it's, uh, you know, it's just a waterway going across a river, so exactly what every river needs, a river going over a river on a little bridge. Uh, and it's, it's really for, um, you know, for the long narrow boats. Uh, it's a canal system. Very cool. Very cool place to visit. There's also a place called Bala Lake, which is home to an endangered white fish called the Gwynedd, which is found nowhere else on Earth. The species was left behind at the end of the last ice age, living in the deeper reaches of the lake for the last 10,000 years. I find that really interesting. I, I don't know if you can eat one. I don't know if it's allowed. Uh, and I looked at a picture of one and it kind of just looks like a river fish but it is a unique a unique river fish and an interesting idea of the, an isolated environment uh, an animal from a different age um, which you know supports the uh, Conan Doyle <laughs> Conan Doyle hypothesis that somewhere in South America there's a there's a, a crater which is cut off from the rest of uh, rest of the world and that's the lost world where you can find dinosaurs <laughs> yeah the man who invented Sherlock Holmes did also write a dinosaur story it's really good Anyway, I think my fifth fun fact is there's a place called Harlech Castle, which is a castle by the sea. Or it was supposed to be a castle by the sea. It cost just £8,190 to build back in 1289. Very affordable castles back then. <laughs> um, yeah, it was located right on the coast, but more than 700 years later, it's now more than a mile inland the changing shape of the welsh coastline the coastal geographic morphology the changes of the coast are really interesting so you do get a few uh, universities there that specialize like Aberystwyth, in uh, scientific geography um really interesting stuff in fact sticking with castles there's about uh, 641 castles in wales or 
castles or ruins of them, uh, most dating back, say, to the 11th century. Um, there's beautiful views, dark histories, cool secret passageways. Caerphilly Castle is famous. Uh, it's the biggest in Wales. And there's, there's a leaning tower, which leans more than the leaning tower of Pisa. Um, there's Conway Castle, Carnarvon, which is very, very, very beautiful. Um, yeah, I'd say that my childhood memory of living uh, on the English side of the border with Wales uh, was very much going over to see these beautiful, beautiful rolling hills. And you could explore all these castles uh, and see how they how they really worked. And it, it does slightly ruin a certain genre of Hollywood films in which they, uh, they don't take <laughs> medieval warfare or medieval history very seriously because you're running around and it's so cool. And then it's like, but, but why didn't they? just show that I guess these Hollywood guys know best though <laughs> okay number seven this was when I this is all fun facts I used to give to my to my Chinese students I ran an adult education centre in China um, better part of six years and I'd often present fun facts about British culture to them that's really the origin of this podcast this was the one that shocked them the most which is that if you want to stay in a hotel in Wales, there are no chain hotels, not out in the countryside, and maybe in the big cities, but what you're rarely going to for Wales is the beautiful, beautiful countryside, the castles, hundreds of them, and you just can't stay in a holiday inn or, or whichever hotel brand of choice you have in Novotel or whatever, uh, but there are just loads and loads and loads of lovely bed and breakfasts, boutique hotels, things that really fit in with, well, with the environment. You're going to these beautiful little villages. Why stay in a massive mega hotel? Uh, so the best way to explore Wales is really to, to hop from B&B to B&B. I mentioned before the the sheep, sheep, sheep of Wales. Uh, so the population of Wales is three million people, but there are eleven million sheep. I realise that New Zealand probably beats them on this, but it is a fun fact about Wales, and it makes for a lot of delicious Welsh lamb. It is the national food, and uh, as I say, it does create lovely views of adorable animals grazing on the green, green grass of Wales. Um, as you drive around from one little village to another, uh, if you're on a driving holiday, um, you can see these beautiful tree tunnels. Uh, I know they exist in other parts of the world, but I do think there's something very special about the, the tree tunnels of Wales. And uh, I was looking at the website to visit Britain, and they said that many, many of them are actually natural phenomenon. Um, there are, of course, man-made tree tunnels. And uh, finally, we get to the fact which... Um, beautifully for a podcast, I don't know how to pronounce this, uh, I've got nothing else, I can't flash this up on the screen, um, maybe I'll put this in the show notes, there's a place called Clanfair, at least that's how it starts, there's a place <laughs> which ends with Ogogoch, the same place, but what goes on in the middle, I don't know, because it is the longest place name in the UK, or at least for train station, translated into English, the place name literally means the church of St Mary in the hollow of the white hazel trees near the rapid whirlpool by St. Trisolos of the Red Cave. Um, but as I said, I can't, I can't pronounce that. I know there's a BBC weatherman who was tested on this um, and was able to pronounce it. And, uh, and my nana is, uh, is Welsh. She was born and raised in Wales. And, uh, and she can say this place name to kind of prove that she is Welsh. Uh, but in many ways, I am here proving that I am English by not saying the place name. 
Now today we had a big contrast in temperature across the UK, just 12 degrees over coastal parts of eastern England with cloudy skies, but in the sunshine in northwest Wales at RAF Mona, just up the road from the temperature got to 21 Celsius at 70 in Fahrenheit. Um, so yeah, here, I said just some fun facts about Wales, the smallest house, they say it's so small that its gift shop has to be outside, um, smallest church, so small that, to be honest, I mean, you, you look at a picture of it and you might think it's a, a crypt, um, I mean, it's, it's just big enough that you can have a bench along the long side of it with a couple of buttresses either side, um, it's kind of hidden among plant pots actually. <laughs> Because it goes a little bit down. Uh, yeah, Nantwich House, you know, the place where tennis was invented. Um, cool place to visit. Uh, Ponty Aqueduct. Again, Ponty is just the kind of the English name for it. I know there's a longer Welsh name for it. I just don't speak good enough Welsh. Um, just know Bendy Gedeg, which means brilliant, and uh, Popty Ping, which means microwave. Um, so, unless uh, I have a conversation which entirely consists of me saying the microwave is brilliant, uh, I'm not going to have a conversation. I think Hedlu is police. Um, again, useful thing to know when you're driving around. Um, yeah, rare fish. Castle by the Sea, which is no longer by the sea. You see great pictures of the Castle by the Sea where they deliberately you know, put the camera so the sea is behind you so you see just how far inland it is. Um, and the hundreds and hundreds of castles that are there. Um, I say, that was just a very quick episode of British Culture. Albin Never Dies, mainly because I've been very, very, very much focusing on some great projects coming up. Uh, you can find me uh, on Instagram at Fleming Never Dies. You can email me at albionneverdies at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. And as I say at the moment, you can find some cool kind of 007 drinks. Um, you can find some uh, interviews. Uh, but I've got another, another project coming up that I think think you may enjoy if you listen to this podcast you'll probably enjoy it and as i say it'll be a little bit more of a, a personal project whilst if you're more interested in the kind of the more academic side there are a couple of deep deep dives coming up and uh, those are a lot of work but very very satisfying so uh, so yeah if you, if you want to get in touch if you have a deep dive that you want to get involved with i say do email me or message me on instagram um, i hope you enjoyed it this shorter episode of british culture albion never dies